Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. Go ahead, make my day. This is the T.J. Trout Show. Spreading freedom and democracy. More like spreading greed and gonorrhea. On 96.3 News Radio, KKOB. Man. Please, screwed my computer up in here. We well, you know, don't think it's, you would think they would make it simple. They, they, they make nothing simple. Nothing. If you, if you want to, you know, because they, you have to change your password. But then you got to oh, change yeah. it like three times. So you got to change it for everything. What You know, what's, should, yeah. what's crazy is yeah. you get the two-form authentication. Yeah. And you would think that that would be enough. You you don't need to change it anymore. Yeah. You, you got to use your face to get into everything. Yeah. Nope. No, no, no. We're still changing it. I know. So I saw I'm like in the middle of this and nobody cares. Nobody cares. I'm going to tell you, I think more people do than you realize. In a corporate setting, you got to change it every three months now. Yeah, Yeah, I know. So anyway, oh, by the way, before I do anything else, just let me let let me just say that Barry Ramo, Dr. Barry Ramo, has nothing to do with any of this Epstein crap. Dr. Barry Ramo has nothing to do with any of it. Okay, let's just get that straight. Get that straight. Let I, I said that. Remember that I said that. Okay, not on the list. Okay. Okay, we done? Good. Good. I'm glad we're done. Now, now that we got that out of the way. Hey, everybody. <laughs> How's your day going? That was all right. This stupid stuff. Hey, glad you're with us, though, everybody else. And uh, thanks for listening because, you know, like, as I like to say, if it weren't for all of you, we'd be nothing. We would be forced to live under the I-42nd Street overpass, afraid that we'd be raped or murdered if we tried to get into one of the shelters, right? And then most likely we'd end up freezing to death, like freezing solid one of these nights, just like Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Not a pretty picture. It would not be pretty. So thanks for saving us from that fate. And again, if you happen to miss something, uh, like like yesterday, for you weren't here. Nope. Well, you were later. But yesterday, for instance, very interesting conversation with Ernie Chambers, who was the uh, producer and head writer for the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour way back when. Uh, he, he said he, because Tommy, uh, Tommy Smothers passed. So he said he liked Tommy Smothers as a person, great guy, but was uh, pretty honest about how it was tough working with him at times because of how politically charged he made things. And, and he talked about his time with Norman Lear, too, and how Chevy Chase was a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, this guy had a lifetime of knowledge about all these stars he worked with. Norman Quit. Lear, come on, yeah, come on, man. If you missed any of that, I highly recommend you go to the podcast, uh, go to the website, look for me hiding under my desk, click, and poof, there you go. The entire TJ Trout show washes over you like a warm tropical breeze. <laughs> nice, huh? 
Uh, yeah. Hey, at the controls today, in for the vacationing Trujillo. Heard him already. Uh, Trujillo, who's on his way west to L.A. to hang out with the Barbie movie uh, fan club. <laughs> not, many, not, not, many, not many people know that. Not many people know that. You know, he says he's going to the Kansas City G- Chargers game out there. Oh, yeah. But, but no, that's what he's really doing. Okay. So, anyway, in for Trujillo's Jeff St. Louis. Thank you, sir. Hey, always good to have you on the show, man. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, man. Big plans for this first post-holiday weekend. Are you going to be doing anything? No, finally a nice weekend of not doing anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. How oh, about you? Um, I'll get to that. <laughs> Thanks for asking, by the way. Over the, over the traffic bunker, a man who admirably filled us in on all the pedophilia news yesterday. Now, don't worry. Michael Carlisle, we're done with that today. We're done talking about it. Thank God. Yeah, we're done. By the way, for nine ninety nine a year, you too could be in the Barbie fan club. <laughs> I, I, I just Googled it. Yeah. Barbie signature digital membership, nine ninety yeah. nine a year. Yeah, see, see. Exclusive items, priority access. Yeah. Exclusive content and forums. Come on. Wow. I ask you, I don't remember. Did you see the movie? <laughs> no. Did you see the movie? Yes. We you, finally saw the movie. What did you think? I did. I thought it was going to be horrible, and I actually ended up kind of liking it a little bit. I liked a couple of areas in it. And I didn't think it was that good. Of a, I honestly yeah, didn't yeah. think it was that good of a movie. It was uh, Oppenheimer was much better. Oh my god! Yeah, if, if Barbie ends up winning everything, and Oppenheimer doesn't win anything, I'm going to be so pissed. Oh off. no, kidding! Hey, uh, Carlisle. Yes, sir. So uh, you know you're going to watch football this weekend. I mean, the reason I ask you is, is that there's like oh, there's only a few games that really there's only like really one game that I care about, and that's the Bill, Bills and the Dolphins, but I guess the AFC South game, since it's like, like, you know, that's all bound up, right? That is bound up. Uh, Jaguars, Colts, and yeah. Texans uh, yeah. all theoretically could could wind up uh, winning that division, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's some interesting stuff. Now, you're going to get stuck with some dud games as well. Like, look, I know Trujillo's a big Chiefs fan, so he's still going to be happy to go, but you got Noma Holmes in that game. No. Uh, you're probably not going to see Kelsey after the first quarter. Um, the Chargers, meanwhile, are already on like backup quarterback number three. Yeah, so, yeah, they're going to be some duds as well. But there's some the Bills and uh, Dolphins. Yeah, that's Sun, the game. Sunday night should should be really that good. is the game. Yeah, so yeah, I, I mean Flacco's not starting for us either. Right? No, uh, so I don't even know the dude's name. We got him from uh, we got him from uh, uh, from Arizona. I don't know. I don't. I don't know who he is. So the fifth starting quarterback for the Browns. <laughs> Oh, God. Is it Driscoll? Yes. Okay, yeah, Jeff yeah, Driscoll. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's Jeff Gris- Driscoll. That's his name. Gotcha. Right, so, yeah. Know anything about him? Uh, he's a journeyman. Uh, there you go. Hey, over there in the deep, dark, hermetically sealed confines of the Cumulus Newsroom, award-winning newscaster Mike Gable. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> that was as loud as that shirt you're wearing today. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> go ahead. Trust if John Travolta early. had been a hippie <laughs> in Saturday Night Fever, yeah. he would look like Gabe. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The fashion police are busy on Friday. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. You, you, you wore it, dude. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, I always make fun of where you are over there. Oh, you make fun of everything. Well, I know, but how it has lead. Le- you know, no, you know how it has lead lined walls. Oh, you know, yeah, they're yeah. stacked to the, the vault, stacked to the ceiling mm-hmm. with Patriot Supply rations, MREs everywhere. Yeah, funny, I get funny. It. funny. Funny, funny stuff. But you know something, though? Not not so funny after watching the Netflix movie Leave the World Behind. Uh-huh. The one with Julia Roberts, you know, about the huge cyber attack. Yeah. Yeah, produced by the Obamas, yeah. among other people. I'm taking reservations and deposits for those of you who want to join me here when it does happen. <laughs> Elon Musk had a big problem with that movie. Really? Where, the, where all the Teslas, when they crash into oh, each that other. That was the best part he of He hated that. that he the, was going to sue them. That was the best part of the trip. <laughs> That was great, yeah, because all the the autopilot on the Teslas. <laughs> I don't 
don't want to give it away. You got to watch the movie just for that part of the movie. But 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 game. I was thinking, you know, after after watching this movie, it got yeah. scared the crap out of me. So I was thinking, well, maybe maybe I'll start picking up like an extra can of beans and tuna each time I go to the store now when I shop. Mm. Well, yeah. you can put. It, I've got a little mini fridge right here under here, so you can put it right there. Just don't bother any of the beer or the champagne. Yeah. How about Patriot Supply? Well, that's what I said. Mm. His walls are lined with Patriot Supply in there. Mm-hmm. We got a discount code. Yeah, sure. There yeah. you go. It could be a possibility. Hey, I was going to ask you real quick. How happy are you with your signature? What your signature? You know, you're John Hancock. How else can I explain it to you? Your signature, you like it? Yes, I'm fine oh, with it. I okay. worked when I was a little kid. I used to work on it. Oh, really? So yeah. now it's perfect just the way you want it? Well, it's different now. I got a little lazy. Oh, okay. It's a scrawl now. It's chicken scratch now. Because I thought this was interesting. There's a woman who started a business in L.A., and she will make over. It's called Planet of Names, and she'll make over your signature for a uh, fee between 10 and $55. Well, she'll, wait, 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 wait. She, she looks at your signature and says, oh, that won't do at all. Or if you're just not happy with it, and if you just say, you know, I'd like it to be uh, oh. more clear or maybe I'd like it to be worse. I mean, whoever knows. But she said people seeking her <clears throat> service are not happy with their signatures, and they, they say they don't relate to who they are. Excuse me. Yeah, and they don't give the yeah. message they want to convey yeah, to really, the world. Really, yeah. She Part, does up to 300 yeah. signatures per month, does my she? friend. Yeah. Really? What don't do you think, think about that? What do I think? Yeah. Really? What do I think? Oh, oh easy. Careful. That's like that's like effing, that's effing stupid. <laughs> that's what I think. Are you just effing mad because she's making more money than yeah, you are right. doing yeah, that? Yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? I didn't think of it. Then I didn't think of it first. That's what I thought. Come on! If you can't come up with your own your own signature, you can't come up with your own scrawl. That is you. It's uh-huh. got to be you, uh-huh. man. You can't be. You can't right. have somebody else do it for yeah. you. It's personal. It's got to be uh-huh. you. Uh-huh. It's got to come from mm. your charred, blackened soul. Yeah, yeah. You're the same person that made fun of the pet rock. And where is that person right now? Yeah, Owning an true. island. Yeah, Thank pro- you. Yeah, that's probably true. Am no. I the only one who uses an X for their signature? <laughs> 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 it's easy. It's you know, convenient. Come on. I think can can you still legally do that? Uh, I don't know. I think you would have to have a witness if you were going to do something like that. Somebody that actually could sign that said, "Yeah, that was his ex." Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. I don't know. So hey, get what are you doing this weekend? That's none of your business. <laughs> what do you think about that, buddy? Right back at you. <laughs> Wow. Got any more questions you want to ask? <laughs> no, that was the best answer you've ever given. Me. No okay. kidding. It's probably a safe bet he's going to a disco tonight, based on no, the way I'll he's dressed. Yeah, the way yeah. he's oh, I'll take you, the groper, with me. That ought to be fun. <laughs> the groper. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, you want to start? Man, we got it going. Wow. To, we got it going today, man. People okay. are feeling salty today. They woke up and chose violence. Yeah. Yep. All right. So you, you you were kind enough to ask me what I'm doing with my weekend. Yes, I did. Yeah. Thank you, Gabe. Mm, finally, we <laughs> okay, told him it was his turn. He yeah. had to do yeah. it. No, I, got, I ain't doing nothing. I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm de-Christmasizing the house. Yeah, I take it down. That's what I'm doing. Isn't that a little late? Should have been like January yeah. the first. Well, it should have. We didn't have time. We had to go to a party. We ran out of time. Couldn't do it. Okay. We'll so, get that stuff out of there. Yeah, I'm tomorrow. Tired of no, no tomorrow. Tomorrow's the day. Okay. Are we done here? Totally. <laughs> yeah. Sign- oh, I think we're done. Oh my signature, <laughs> signature consultant. Mm-hmm. Jeez, come on, man. What's wrong with this world? Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, yeah. We, oh, look at the time. Oh, my God. All right. We got Carlisle with traffic. 96B News Radio, KKOB. Hold on. Then stream KKOB on your smart speakers just by asking Alexa to stream News Radio KKOB. All right. We're back. Thanks for listening. Appreciate you hanging out with us on this Friday. Short week for most people, I guess. Yep. Hey, coming up today, um, I, haven't done, I haven't done an email bag for a while uh, with the uh, with the. Uh, GOP presidential primary uh, uh, getting hot and heavy out there. Uh, 
Uh, Josh and I were talking about Nikki Haley and how she kind of biffed on the Civil War question. Yeah, biffed on the Civil War question, and uh, we, we got a response to that, which uh, I will uh, I will read. A polite response, which is good. I like those. Well written. But come on, that was a major snafu. Right well, yeah, there. She, yeah, well, I, yeah, I agree. I agree. So, I mean, you know, what she should have said was, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. I do want to get to Coy Griffin. I don't know if I have time to get to that today. About because he's appealing his ouster from the commission, Otero County, uh, to the United States Supreme Court. And there is, you know, you would think most of the time the Supreme Court would say, screw this, we're not even going to hear this, right? They're just going to send it back down to the lower court. However, because of what's going on with Trump in Colorado and in Maine, they just might hear Coy Griffin's appeal. Wow. They may agree to hear it. So, yeah, yeah it's getting weird out there, right? So also today uh, at four, we got Paul Ingalls coming in to talk about the musicians that we lost in 2023. And then at five, hey, Pat, I brought some beer. Pat Davis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah no longer city council president. So we'll talk about that. He's retired from politics. Imagine that people that actually retire from politics. Yeah. But I, I got a good one here, I think. So hit it. OK, here we go. Howdy, partner. Now it's time for one of T.J. Trout's glory days stories about when he used to be in rock radio, but now he does talk, but he still wants to talk about rock and roll. Another T.J. Trout geezer rock moment. Don't you call me no geezer, boy. On 96.3 News Radio KKOB. Yeah, I don't know what I think about this. Elvis. And tell me what you think about this. The creators of an AI-powered Elvis Presley avatar announced that a virtual performance, virtual performance shows will begin in London this year and then with dates in Las Vegas, Berlin, and Tokyo. Wow. It's titled Elvis Evolution, the digital version of the king. Um, and the show it says, pe- the show peaks with a concert experience that will recreate the seismic impact of seeing Elvis live for a whole new generation of fans, blurring the lines between reality and fantasy. That's what the uh, announcement says on the website. No uh, wonder creators are worried. Yeah, a dig- right. A digital uh, life-sized Elvis will share his most iconic songs and moves for the very first time. Through AI and, uh, and groundbreaking technology, you'll be able to witness Elvis performances as if you were really there and celebrate defining moments in Elvis Presley's extraordinary life and career. I don't know what I think about this. I really don't know what I think about this. On one hand, yeah, but yes. Yeah, I mean, uh, it says the Elv- that it's going to be called the Elvis, Elvis, Evol- Elvis, I can't even say it, Elvis Evolution. Yes, aimed to be a next-generation tribute to the musical legend, allowing attendees to step into the world of Elvis and walk in his shoes. Chunky Elvis, skinny Elvis. Well, that's, that's what I'm military thinking. Military Elvis. So I got to have more than one avatar. They got to have all the different periods of, of, of Elvisism, right? Absolutely. Get um, and I gave a Carlisle. Uh, I want to see what, stopped what, up on the toilet, Elvis. <laughs> That's right. Dying on the toilet, Elvis. Oh, that's bad. Come on, man. Would you go to this show? Nope. 
Really? I, I, look, the idea of it isn't a bad idea. I still don't think the technology's there. Right. Um, you know, they, they did a, an ABBA show in England. Yeah, they did. But it was in one theater. And I, I don't think what I've seen online of it doesn't yeah. look that bad. But to do it the way you need to do it, it needs to be a stationary thing. That's the problem. Kiss is going to run into yeah. it with their goofy little avatar thing. Yeah, right. Um, when you're trying to tour it and you've got to haul that around, you, you, you do sacrifice um, some of the realism of the, of the avatars, the, the holograms and whatnot. I, I, again, I don't think it's a bad idea. I just don't think the technology is ready for it yet. Well, yeah, well, if they put Elvis and Gabe a shirt, it uh, might... Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Hasn't the man suffered enough? Yeah, I'm done. I mean, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Ooh, Elvis or Gabo? Which one? <laughs> well, I meant Elvis, but yeah. I'll see you at your car later. <laughs> I, I think Gabo can suffer yeah. a little more. Hey, Gabo, okay. I'll talk to you in a little bit. <laughs> I'll talk to you at your car. I'm sure. I'm sure you will. All right. News and traffic coming up. 96.3 News Radio, KKOB. It's from 6 to 8 on 96.3 News, News Radio, KKOB. KKOB. All right, we're back. Thanks for listening. DJ Trout here. We got uh, Jeff St. Louis in for uh, Trujillo. Carlisle over there. Gabe. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, school shootings again. Yeah. 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 I was trying to think earlier today how many I can remember. I can remember various shootings. I, I, I'm just losing track, though, of the locations. And, oh, yeah. Of course. I mean, you, you, get, you get fatigue over this. I mean, and it, it, we're having so many of these. That one that that they're people having a hard time dealing with it and 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 giving them the attention and the importance that they should because there's so many of them, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, look, we need metal detectors in all the schools, in every school. Period. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we do. We need right. metal. We need metal detectors. This is what it's come down to, because obviously we can't figure out a way to keep guns out of the hands of kids. You know, it's some people say it's too expensive to put metal detectors in school. Well, put a price on a kid's life. You know, and then then, then other other people say uh, they say, well, you know, we put uh, metal detectors into schools. It's going to scare the kids. Really, really. And someone with a live weapon at a school with the intent to kill the kids ain't going to scare them. Mm. Yeah. Right. Spend the money. Put them in the schools. Jeez. Mm. You know? Yep. All right. I mean, New Mexico is spending a bunch of month more money, Gabe, on schools this year in the legislative session. At least that's what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Well, Correct. Sp- some of that money, do this. Right. Do this. All right. Hire more security guards. That would help the employment rate as well, too. Well, I mean, hire security guards, and, you know, you got a bunch of retired cops out there and mm-hmm. law enforcement people that would probably be more than willing to maybe come out of retirement right. and, and do something like that, protect the kids, right? Right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. This is insane. It's insane. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then, then you know, you look, you know, how many guns we got in this country? Right. We have over 400 million guns in this country. Over 400 million guns. 1.2 guns per person. <laughs> mm-hmm. What are we going to do about that? But we don't have the backbone to do anything about that either. So what can we do? Put metal detectors? You're right. Maybe hire some more security guards. You know, do what we can do. Whatever whatever, whatever uh, society allows us to do at this point. Well, it so. sounds like it's going to be a militarized society if you've got to put... Guards and uh, metal detectors at malls, at hospitals, yeah. at schools. I mean, well, well you know, you, you, gas stations. I mean, what's well, next? I mean, what are you well, do? yeah, but yeah, we, we've talked. We've talked about this before. You, 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 you feel for uh, retail. 
you know, and you want to retail is already up up against it already, and now with all this all this crap going on, you 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 you, you know, the cops are so busy uh, worrying about here, worrying about violence and and uh, things like that. You know, they can't they can't uh, they can't make the calls. They can't get there fast enough for uh, for shoplifting and, and retail theft. So what do you do? They got and, and now retail is uh, supposed, I guess, having to hire private security. Right. What 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 else? There, there's no other choice at this point. Mm-hmm. No. Hey, quickly before we run out of time and before yeah. you get on too much of a rampage, well, I've you, got you another s- business idea for you they, that you'll you probably s- poo poo. Okay, like you did the last one. Well, no, I did not. Yes, I did. Yeah, you did. Right. So how about this? <laughs> so the online shop Saver has got you covered. So for the low, low price of forty six ninety five, yeah, you can put together your own in case I go missing binder. Oh. Yeah. In case they go missing by this? Yes. They say it makes it super easy for the true crime obsessed to record their key stats for their loved ones. So, in this binder, <laughs> oh my God. now work with me, <laughs> you put in your medical, financial information, yeah. fingerprints, and lists yeah. of hangout spots. Oh, wow. One woman said she really loved the product. She put in a hair sample just in case they needed it for DNA testing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, again, talk about the times we live in, right? Right. So that's kind of tied in. And so Patrick McLaughlin, who works for the College of Criminal Justice, says uh, some ideas for the kit uh, could include recent photos, the unlock code for your phone, pics of tattoos, scars, or... Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? She is the least credible person I may have ever seen on camera. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Guys, not everything is 40 chess. Why can't we just laugh? Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. We all know I'm the number one rapper in the world thanks to Facts by Tom McDonald. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. Birthmarks, handwriting samples, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. You you know my only thought about this is, though? What? What have I got in the wrong hands? It's already out there on the dark web. If you <laughs> if you're missing any answers to that yeah. in the binder, there just get it off the dark web. Yeah. Yeah. So see, St. Louis is saying just go ahead and give it because everybody's got it already. Yeah, I guess. He's I looking guess. at your file right now at Kim. <laughs> Well, the, nobody's got my hair sample. I ain't got no hair. <laughs> well, we took some off your back, so oh, we got oh, that. Great. Thank you. Thank you very much. Wow. I, yeah, I, guess, I guess it makes sense. I mean, okay. has, it, has, okay. it gotten, has it gotten to that point that, the, that it's so bad we got to do that? It might be because, you know, people are kidnapping just people on the, random on the street yeah. and making false phone calls. Oh, man. I'm just trying to help you with you some know, business you know, investments. That you know, I, I, I was in a pretty good mood until I came to work today. You know what I'm saying? First they moved me out of my office. And I had right. to get moved back. And now my computer was busting. Now all this. I know, but you'll get sloshed with Davis and it'll all be gone. Yeah, that's true. Very true. I brought enough. I brought enough. Not just for me and Davis. Really? Yes. Well, you, know, you brought a beer last time. I had to because you didn't supply anything. I felt embarrassed for the whole show. <laughs> hey, by the way. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't want to bring up your shirt again, but I'm, but I'm going. Can't help it. I know. No, no, no listen, but, but but you're lying to uh, to uh, Carlisle off the air about his mom. Uh, that that had... it was a relationship. It wasn't just a passing. Okay, <laughs> we we cared for each other. For the record, it wasn't my mother. It was my great grandmother. Oh, your grandma. Oh, that's so funny. Well, she knows how to rock it. Is all I can say. <laughs> oh my. She God. got some great in all there. Right. That that was funny. Mm-hmm. That. She... That that was like I brought out of a sitcom. Well, was our, it TJ? Well, was it was really it, that funny? No. Yeah, I thought it was. funny. Well, our relationship wasn't funny. <laughs> okay. Well, Thank y- you. you stole her curtains and had a shirt made from them. That's all I know. Well, all I can tell you is that's not all I stole either. <laughs> okay. 
You want to look? You want to look at my rearview mirror, Gaba? I'm going to go in there uh-huh. and, and I'm going to get some of those food rations Rear. and I'm going to beat the hell out dude, of you. Do you even have a great grandmother that's a living? Animal? No, no. They don't have to be living, DJ. Calm down. Well, that, we that's talk- apparently oh, not illegal oh, here. We talked too about far. that yesterday. Yep. That's right. Oh, too far. Jason, you finally got back to necrophilia. <laughs> <laughs> Are we, all right, we're done, man. Oof. We're late. We're, we're off done. air already. <laughs> <laughs> all right, traffic. 96.3 News Radio, KKLP. Hold on. For one radio station, 96.3 News Radio, KKOB. All right, Green Summit Landscape Management. Are you having tree issues? Are we having some landscape issues? Um, give them a call. Green Summit Landscape Management, 505-990-5754. Go to greensummitlandscapemanagement.com. They do both residential and commercial. Uh, great with trees, man. They uh, they have an ISA certified arborist on their staff. Just met her right before Christmas. Head around the air. Talk about trees. Got a great crew to support everything that uh, she does and everything that you might need for your tree care services. Uh, they... Uh, do proper tree pruning. They uh, do uh, tree removals, including fallen tree removals. They can grind your stump. <laughs> hey, come on, come on, man. Yeah, they then they, they move every, they move everything out, clean everything up like it like it never happened. Uh, they also have an annual pruning plan you might be interested in, and they can help you apply for the city's tree bait, which you can get money off uh, taking care of your trees. Makes sense. All right, so if you need help, like I needed help. Give uh, either uh, give uh, Green Summit Landscape Management a call at five zero five nine nine zero five seven five four. Go to greensummitlandscapemanagement.com. All right, coming up, uh, Paul Ingalls will be in here uh, to talk about everybody that uh, all the musicians and, uh, and singer songwriters, all that that died in twenty twenty three. He sent me the list. It's incredible how many people died last year. And it's it's nuts. So, uh, well, we'll we'll be uh, we'll be running through some of those, and then also at five o'clock, Pat Davis, no longer city council president, actually no longer on the city council, actually retired from politics at this point. So uh, he'll be he'll be in to talk about, uh, you know, what he's experienced, and we'll get his overview on the state of the city and the state of the city council. And so now that he's retired, maybe he can say a few things he couldn't say when he was still uh, still involved. That is a good point. Yeah. You never know, right? You never, you never know. So, All right. Um, a while back, not a while back, it was Tuesday, um, Josh Kastenberg was on, and we were talking uh, about the uh, the presidential debates and the, president, the GOP presidential primaries, and we had a conversation about Nikki Haley, who is gaining in the polls. She just passed DeSantis. Yeah, and uh, but she had that gaffe about the Civil War. A lot of people said, well, that was, that was, a, that was a plant. It was a plant. She never should have been asked that question. Uh, we're we're going to get into that, though. And also we have, a, we have an email that uh, I'm going to read on the air for TJ's email bag. And now you know how this works. If you want something on the air... Email it to me at tj.trout at newsradiokkob.com. Keep it relatively short. No uh, manifestos or uh, life stories, please. No hate or abuse either. You can agree and you can disagree with something I or something on the air said. It can be about anything. I don't care what it's about. Uh, whatever works for you. If it's good, I read it on the air. If it's not good, well, keep trying. And uh, since it is my show, I do reserve the right to comment on what you wrote, which I will be doing with the one coming up. All right, but before we get to that, 
Yeah, we'll do that on the other side of traffic with Carlisle, 96.3 News Radio, KKOB. Well, traffic right now, all in all, things still moving well here in the metro. We are starting to see a little bit more of a slowdown, though, on I-25 southbound uh, between Osuna and Comanche. Also uh, dealing with a little congestion right now, westbound Paseo at Coors. But uh, I-40 right now looks good in both directions and uh, north of the city. I-25 between Albuquerque and Santa Fe. Don't see any problems in either direction there. I'm Michael Carlisle with KKOB Traffic every 10 minutes on the 7th. If you see an accident, call the Traffic Tracker hotline at 767-9167. Brought to you by American Home Furniture and Mattress, serving the community since 1936. World class, local style. Now here's your KOAT Action 7 News forecast, brought to you by New Mexico Gas Company's energy efficiency programs. Mostly cloudy skies across the Albuquerque metro for tonight, with temperatures dropping down below freezing. 24 degrees is what we are forecasting. Saturday will be a cold day with mostly sunny skies and breezy at times. High temperature right near 39 degrees. Santa Fe tonight, there will be the chance for some scattered snow showers with high temperatures right near 30 degrees. I'm Andres Valle with your KOT 7 Weather Update. At 350, it's 41 degrees in Albuquerque. It's 33 degrees in Santa Fe. All right. Appreciate the emails that you send. Most of them. <laughs> hey, TJ Trout here. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening, too. Hope you have something uh, relatively entertaining planned for the weekend. Um Hey, Carlisle, you, uh, you, yeah, do you know what the next uh, debate is? Uh, I think there's one next. Hold on. Give me one second and I'll tell you, but I believe it is next week. Yeah, I I think it is too. And of course, uh, the former president will not be, uh, will not be involved in that again. He's got, I think he's got something else planned at the same time. Like he has been. So uh, I guess I just said uh, in Iowa two uh, town halls with both uh, DeSantis and both Nikki Haley. I guess they had, they held them separately. I didn't get to see them, but uh, the only thing that I did notice about them and what I've read about them is finally uh, they're getting a little more a uh, little more strident in going after Trump. Because they know they absolutely have to now. I or mean, just, if you're not even going to run against him, then just get out. Yeah, so so both both Haley and and and, uh, and DeSantis were doing that, man. Yep. Uh, yeah. the, the next debate, by the way, Wednesday the 10th, so next Wednesday, okay. and uh, only Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis are taking part. Well, good. You know, and I'm, I'm very happy to hear that because I, it needs to narrow down. Yes. And if when it narrows down too, we're going to see actually how if this race is actually even close with Trump, you know, because uh, I add up I add up the, the Trump's polling numbers, then I add up all the other candidates' polling numbers, and if they're within mm-hmm. ten points, you know, I got to tell you, it is so early, and there's so many yeah. plates spinning on sticks right now. Who can make a prediction? I I don't believe the polling. Uh, uh, stats at all. Uh, well, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to. All right, let's get to this email bag, right? Again, yeah. uh, send them in to me, tj.drawnewsradiokkb.com. This one's going to remain anonymous, but that's fine with me. That's fine. All right. Hey, TJ. That's how it starts. That's good. Um, always enjoy listening to you when Josh Kastenberg is your guest. Uh, sometimes, though, you guys do reveal your left-leaning tendencies. But I won't, I won't argue with that. Josh takes, though, great pains to play it fairly down the middle. He tries to be as fair as he can and tries to play it down the middle. So that's probably talking more about me than him at times. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, the latest incident uh, w- uh, was your discussion of Nikki Haley's response to the ridiculous Civil War question. 
seriously how many primary voters are focused on the causes of the Civil War. This is an election about the future, not the past. Okay? I disagree with most of that, and this is why. It depends upon which voters you're talking about. In fact, I would, also, I would almost say that both sides are still concerned about the Civil War. Black voters, for obvious reasons, are, are still concerned about the Civil War. And Southern white voters are as well. Both sides were very interested to see what Haley's response to that question would be, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. All right. Uh, and now, now he goes on. And the questioner was such an obvious plant that he should have been standing inside a pot. I get it. <laughs> Wonder what liberal organizations pay people now to come up with asinine gotcha questions. Okay. I will, I will paraphrase uh, Chris Christie on whether or not that person was a plant. He said, Chris Christie, and I'm paraphrasing, it doesn't matter who it was. It was a forum open to the public. Everybody was welcome. And if you're running for president, you should be able to answer any question that was asked of you. And I agree. And I also would say if the situation were reversed and a Democratic candidate would have been asked a similar so-called gotcha question, they would have been held under the same microscope that Haley was, and they would have been required to answer that question, too. Okay, follows. But Nikki fell into the trap of treating this, this is the writer, as a legitimate discourse and fumbled her answer. She did. What she should have said was, interesting question, but this is a town hall meeting about the future of our country, not a history seminar. Civil War happened 160 years ago and is not relevant to this upcoming election in any way. Yes, it is. Uh, The causes of the war are many. Slavery chief among them. Dissertations have been written on this subject. If you want to know more, go to the library. And then maybe she could have added, uh, how are the folks over at the DNC? Funny. Okay. Yeah, but you know what? She didn't say that. She fumbled the ball. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. And again, civil war still smolders with both the black community and many southern whites. It's evident if you've ever spent time in the Deep South. You realize this almost immediately. But I agree with some extent with you. Some extent. Election should be about the future, but with wisdom gained from the past. All right, there you go. Thanks for the email. 96.3 News Radio, KKB, hold up. Bio with your KWT, seven weather update. At 359, it's 41 degrees in <laughs> Albuquerque. You know, you brought up the fact that it, 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 when Nikki Haley said that, and, and you brought it up, it is true, and we talked about this. She was playing to her, her South Carolina base. She was Absolutely. Play, she was playing to her base. That's why she answered that question that way. But she should have picked it up on the second time. Well, yeah, of course, of course, yeah. So, anyway, all right, we're done. We're done. We're done talking about this now, anyway. Interesting, interesting year 2024 is going to be, was. isn't it? Yes, it All right, will be. we have podcaster, musicologist, uh, Paul Ingalls waiting in the break room right now. We're going to talk about people who died in 2023. And then Pat Davis is going to be with us at 5, 96.3 News Radio, KKOB. Hold on. Fighting for New Mexicans for over one is the T.J. Trout Show. I honestly don't know how you can work with that jackass, <laughs> and that other jackass, and that new jackass. You're too old to be happy. On 96.3 News Radio, KKOB. Well, yep. thanks for wasting my time tonight. Yeah, sure. At least we can do it. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Friday afternoon. Short week. So, oh, yeah. Feel pretty good about that. So uh, we got uh, Paul Engels in here with us, uh, radio podcaster, documentary filmmaker. What else? Music dude. Uh, I don't know. Just <laughs> 48 years in radio. Put it that way. That says a lot. Wow. Yeah. Look at us both. 
And, and no, we look so much alike too. Well, we got the, we got the beard, you know. We got, we got the, beard, kind of the, got the balding. We got the glasses. The glasses. We got the John Lennon glasses. Yeah, and the long face. Yeah. Why the long face? <laughs> that's a good. That's a good question for this hour. Yeah, that's right. Sure. So yeah. good seeing you. It's great to see well, you. Well, holiday good? Are you? Uh, holidays are okay. Yeah. We were out of town, but uh, it's it's all good. I mean, what do we have to complain about? Right. We're here. Yeah. As uh, Bob Gurney would say, we're still on the right side of the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> now, on to these names. Yeah, yeah, right. But now we're going to talk about all the people that aren't. So, um, yeah, you sent me a list of like 34 people in the music biz who died last year. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't realize. These were only the ones that I recognized, Yeah, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah. so there are lists out there that you can find yeah. that cover it even more broadly. And, of course, in different genres, you know, jazz, hop, uh, hip hop, um, uh, pop. There, there are some yeah. other people, but uh, these are this ones that I yeah are part of my life. Yeah. What do, What do I this year? I mean, last year. Oh no, it's every year, TJ. Yeah, we just don't pay attention. Enough? No, I pay attention keenly uh, no. because one of my annual projects is to produce programs for public radio that yeah. uh, mark these passings, and I usually do a couple of hours, and usually about thirty uh, artists featured. They are, by the way, if you want to hear these shows, they're uh, free to stream online at a place called the Public Radio Exchange. So in this case, you'd do a search with PRX first, put the letters PRX, and then Musicians Memorial 2023, and you'll find those. You can listen to them. All right. Cool. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's weird, though, because uh, I was trying to figure out. Tommy Smothers, he, he, he died like December 30th, right? Yeah, but, la- but, last week. I'm not sure of the date. Yeah, but then, then I was thinking week. also that I thought Christy McVie mm-hmm. died in 2023. No, she died at the end of 2022. Yeah, in December. Yeah, but just time goes so fast. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we got we got this list. I I, I want to cherry pick some of these just for, for some of the more familiar names. But uh, I, I think it's, it's interesting that we do this and... Uh, and go through these. So the, first, the first, I guess the first question I'm going to ask you is, you know, of of this list of these 34 people, who do you think who do you think was most impactful? Had the had the biggest effect on pop culture and people and humanity and all that? Well, I, I guess I'm always going to have to pass it through my filter, so I'll do that. But right. the, the ones that, as I was thinking about it and studying the output, that probably meant the most to me. And I'm going to surprise you, probably, but you know, when you think about it, it makes sense. That number one on my list for most impactful for me is Motown songwriter Barrett Strong. Now listen to this list, TJ. Okay. Co-wrote or wrote Money, Ball of Confusion, Cloud Nine, I Can't Get Next to You, I Heard It Through the Grapevine, I Wish It Would Rain, Just My Imagination, Papa Was a Rolling Stone. I mean, all these songs, I can't tell you how just reading the names of those songs makes me... Uh, happy and emotional because I've sung along to them when yeah. I was a kid, 12, 13 years old. Uh, and some of the best songs from Motown uh, came out of the uh, work of Barrett Strong. Now, I believe Barrett Strong was more the music and producer guy. And, and I think Norman Whitfield was the guy that wrote most of the lyrics to yeah. these. But, but those songs, too, you, you, it brings back the Temptations to me. I think immediately about the Temptations. Temptations, but Marvin Gaye, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Four, it's mostly Temptations, Marvin Gaye, and uh, maybe the Four Tops some, too. Um, but anyway, it, 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 for me, 
if I imagine my life without those songs, and when you're talking about the songwriters on that list, yeah. you know, you can say for certain artists or musicians that somebody else would have done it or something like yeah. that. Yeah. But for those particular songs to have, you know, been such a part of our lives, uh, that that uh, that's a big one. And so number two on that list is the other big songwriter, and that's Cynthia Weil, who, with Barry Mann, her husband, uh, wrote, I mean, I'm just... You've lost that love and feeling. I mean, that song alone. Huge. You know, so, yeah. yeah. In, in Iconic. Culture. I know. Uh, You're my soul and inspiration, other Righteous Brothers tune. Yeah. yeah. we we got to get out of this place by the animals. Yeah. Holy crap. I mean, and the thing, it's across genres, too. Yeah. I mean, because you've got songs by Dolly Parton, you know, uh, Here You Come Again. That's a pop tune, of course. Drifters on Broadway, been done by dozens of people. Um what else? Make Your Own Kind of Music uh, from Mama Cass. Kicks and Hungry by Paul Revere and the Raiders. Oh, wow. Uh, the Christmas Vacation theme song from the movie. <laughs> That's no small thing. I don't like that song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are pop mm. hits in here you've heard yeah. a million times and are maybe sick of. But, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, it's, it's two pages single-spaced here. Sure. Uh, I see that. Yeah. <laughs> and so that, to, to me, I think that's important to call out before we actually get into some of the uh, the bigger names but yeah. um but I, I would lead with those just because of the the songwriting yeah well see that lead that actually you just answered my sec the second question i was going to ask you too about uh who on the list that we might not recognize but were huge in their field you just you just brought up the probably the two biggest ones I, well i think so i mean i i i I'm looking back over here. There's some more. I guess when you talk about songwriting, though, you yeah. have to mention Bird Backrack, too, which is enormous, you know, more on the pop end or on the show tunes end, which is, you know, not my uh, road on the highway so much, but but so important. But you, I mean, you could not listen to the radio yeah. in the 60s. No, I know. It was all together. Without hearing one of his songs. Yeah. They were all over the radio. Well, forgive me for getting on this platform again, but it's just that was was so great for us to have been able to grown up in an era where the top 40 was so mixed in terms of genres. Yeah. I mean, there it, it was R&B, it was uh, early funk, uh, yeah. And of course, it was pop tunes. It was hard rock tunes. Yeah. you know. But you think of her back rack. You think of uh, oh, everything that uh, Dionne Warwick, Warwick did. did you know, Jackie DeShannon. Uh, what the world needs now is love, sweet love. Right. Alfie. Alfie. Yeah. Herb Alpert. Uh, right. You know, this yeah. guy's in love. Yeah, and he was usually writing the music. Hal David was usually writing yeah. the lyrics. Yeah. Uh, he did "Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head," right. which Michael Anthony, who's a jazz player, lived has lived in Albuquerque for decades. He played the the uh, the ukulele guitar on there or something, on that song. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's absolutely crazy. So, um, okay, we're gonna take a break. Okay, and uh, let's uh, uh, bigger names to come. Yeah, let's get get into some of the bigger names, and I think I think you and I probably agree on several of these as well. But uh, we're gonna, we're just gonna run through the uh, run through the roster, and uh, I want to hear what your uh, what what your take is on all of these. So uh, Paul Ingalls with us today. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. All right, we got Carlisle with traffic coming up. This is look at this. We're on time. How can that be? Two 90... professionals working on this side. <laughs> That's right. Ninety six three News Radio KKOB. Hold on. This report is sponsored by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation has been at the forefront of inflammatory bowel disease research and care for over 50 years. Learn more about research, education, and support at Crohn's Colitis Foundation.org.
Traffic right now, seeing a little bit more congestion westbound on Paseo. That's going to start right around Rio Grande. It'll last until Coors. Southbound on 25 right now, as soon as the Comanche traffic uh, moving a bit slow there. I-40 right now continues to move up to speed in both directions here in the city. A little bit of a slowdown on Coors southbound at Montano and south of town right now. I-25 between Albuquerque and Los Lunas. Don't see any problems in either direction there. I'm Michael Carlisle with KKOB Traffic every 10 minutes on the 7s. If you see an accident, call the Traffic Tracker hotline at 767-9167. Brought to you by American Home Furniture and Mattress. Make yourself at home, shop in store or online at AmericanHome.com. Now here's your KOAT Action 7 News forecast brought to you by New Mexico Gas Company's Energy Efficiency Programs. Mostly cloudy skies across the Albuquerque metro for tonight with temperatures dropping down below freezing. 24 degrees is what we are forecasting. Saturday will be a cold day with mostly sunny skies and breezy at times high temperature right near 39 degrees santa fe tonight there will be the chance for some scattered snow showers with high temperatures right near 30 degrees i'm andres Valle with your koet seven weather update at 418 it's 40 degrees in albuquerque it's 35 in santa fe at 96.3 news radio kkob 6-3, News, News Radio, KKOB. All right, we're back. Paul Eagles uh, with us uh, going through 2023, who we lost in 2023. You know, you know essentially, we got to move on because I want to move on to some of the people that we both really like who, who di- died last year. But when I was a kid, I just I just remember I did not like Motown when I was a kid mm-hmm. because I, I, I was, you know, I was like a, you know, like most kids. Well, you grew up in Cleveland? Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, we had CKLW up in Detroit. We used to listen to that all the time. You yeah. know, came over the came over the lake. Is it because of competition between Cleveland and Detroit? It's, it's or? just I was kind of a rock, even just young. I was a rocker kid. I just okay. I just loved the, the rock music, the Beatles yeah. and Stones and all that stuff. And I thought I don't like this at all. And now I love it. Uh, yeah, well, you, yeah. You, you mature, you you learn, you know, you you, you evolve. Well. Those beats, those oh. those singers, they're just infectious. Yeah, they yeah. they're going to get you one way or yeah, another. Yeah, I mean. Uh, you, you're certainly right about that. Okay, let's let's start uh, looking at some of the people that most everybody knows who we lost last year. I was going to start with Crosby, but I'm going to start with Robbie Robertson. Well, uh, either one of them are really important for for me too, and I know for you as well. Uh, Robbie Robertson, of course, was the leader of the band. Yeah. All right, and the band is a little bit under the radar for kind of your uh, mainstream rock and roll fans, a little bit, but um, they changed the direction of rock and roll when rock and roll was moving from pop to uh to heavy blues yeah and bands like cream and the power trios and even hendrix and the guitar calisthenics and all that of the late 60s yeah zeppelin uh, zeppelin one zeppelin two of yeah. course yeah um one and two yeah <laughs> exactly exactly uh, anyway the the band uh had been kicking around as the uh, the backing musicians uh, for um, Ro- uh, uh, Hawkins, uh, Ronnie Hawkins, yeah. who's mm-hmm. a Canadian singer. And they're all Canadians uh, except for Levon Helm, the drummer, who yep. was from Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, So they backed Ronnie Hawkins for a while, and then they uh, wound up just through almost an accident backing up Bob Dylan on his uh, tour of Europe mm-hmm. in 66. Uh, and the Don't Look Back film is really the place to look for if you want to get the first-hand uh, reporting on that. Uh, and, of course, that was the tour that he went electric. Uh, he, they, they weren't at uh, Newport when he actually went electric, but yep. when he went on tour, they were behind him. And, of course, that was legendary because 
the fans were booing, they mm-hmm. were throwing stuff and talking about threats and stuff like that. <laughs> they were really upset that, that Dylan, as a folky, was going electric. Yeah. Anyway, to hear Robbie talk about that, but then just in 68, I guess, they put out that Brown album, the first album, and they switched, they turned to what people call Americana now, which mm-hmm. is just roots music with all kinds of traditional instrumentation, and the concentration was on the songs. And Robbie Robinson, for whatever reason, was writing all of the songs for the band. And I guess I should pop out some names just in case people aren't familiar. Uh, The Shape I'm In. Where's my list, man? I put this so I wouldn't forget and have this. Oh, oh, anxious moment. Rag Mama Rag. (laughs) The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down. Life is a Carnival. Uh, the Shape Bomb in Up on Cripple Creek, and, of course, The Weight. Yeah, everybody knows The Weight. And everybody still does The Weight, and mm-hmm. it, it just carries a big uh, impact. Well, you know, the thing is how impactful also the night they drove Dixie down was mm-hmm. because uh, people thought that was an old-timey song. They thought mm-hmm. that came back from, like, the, like, like you know, what, the, yeah, the 19th the century? War, the 19th war. century. They thought yeah. it was that old. It's Robbie Robertson. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. th- that's how people were characterizing it then. You know, they said these songs mm-hmm. and the images they put on their album, and they didn't really identify themselves. I've got a lot of their albums where they don't even list their names. Yeah. But they're there in these kind of dirty clothes and this sort of sepia tone. And, yeah. And then after that, you notice Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young's next album, same thing on the yep, cover. Yep, exactly. And... People got intrigued. Eric Clapton famously playing in Cream basically let Cream collapse because he heard the band. He said uh, at the Dylan uh, tribute show in uh, 1992, he said basically the, he introduced the band and he said the band changed my life. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and after that, he, he showed up at Woodstock and in uh, all the psychedelic regalia and uh, said to Robbie Robertson, I'm here to jam. And Robbie says, we don't jam, man. <laughs> we play songs, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then and that, after that, then you got 461 Ocean Boulevard and this whole era where Clapton is, it changed his sound completely. Yeah. He yeah. wasn't showing off on the guitar. He was writing and covering uh, great music. Wow. Incredible. So, and, and, and so when, and, and I should say that, how much time we got? Oh, not much. Not much. Okay. <laughs> about well, a minute. Just, I'll say, you know, when the band did break up in 1978, yeah. they'd been playing together for about 16 years. Uh and they did the last waltz. That mm-hmm. was seventy six. The film came out in seventy eight. Yeah. Me watching that film sort of changed my life and told, put me in the direction of being interested in the history of music, uh, because it was so uh, uh, wide ranging. And Scorsese did a decent job of trying to yeah. explore the history with the band. But that show, I went to see that film, and it had Neil Young, yeah. Van Morrison, Joni Mitchell, mm-hmm. Ringo, all these people. For me and for many people, it was almost like seeing the Beatles on Sullivan or going to a Hard Day's Night. I, it was that pivotal for a lot of I, people. I agree, it, 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 and it's the best. It's the best live concert film ever, ever, ever Still, made, yeah. ever made. Ever. Yep. No, nothing else comes even close to that. So, so thanks, Robbie. Yeah. I, last time you were, I, I, we talk about this every once in a while. I still say Neil Young's hitting on Joni Mitchell on stage. <laughs> Who on the last waltz. Who wouldn't? <laughs> it's so yeah. it's so funny to watch. We'll go back and watch the film and watch that. Right, one more quick question about the band, then we're going to move on. Uh-huh. But uh, night they drove Dixie down. I'm back to this again. Your favorite uh, your favorite version: Levon Helm and the band singing it, or Joe uh, or uh, Joan Baez? Oh, Levon and the band. You think? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're both good. Uh, you have to oh. admit. Uh, yeah, Joan, Joan is Joan is great. There's no. I mean, yeah. you asked me for a preference, and I have to go. Levon, oh. Levon's vocal. I mean, yeah. he inhabits those. You know, I mean, it's part of an acting job. He's playing those roles. Yep. And you know, just frankly, in that case, 
a man from Arkansas can play it better than yeah. Joan Baez could. Oh, right, yeah. Well, you could see Levon Helm, like, fighting in the Civil War for the South. You could see him doing that. I think he still was up to his death. <laughs> I think you're right, too. Yeah. All right, uh, Paul Ingalls in here. Great stuff. We're going to come back. News and traffic. Come back and have more of a conversation. All right, uh, hold on. Or preset with crystal clear sound. 96.3 News Radio KKOB. Depend on it. Yeah, Paul Engels in here. Now, I don't remember if we were talking about this on the air or off the air, but about, uh, we were talking about Robbie Robertson passing last year. But Levon Helm about his version of Atlantic City. Mm, Unbelievable. Yeah. It's yeah. better than Springsteen's. Well, it, it just really kind of nailed the emotion of it. Yeah. Springsteen was so sparse on Nebraska with that version. And then yeah. after Levon and the reformed band did it, and Springsteen started doing it that way in yeah. concert. Yeah. 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 No, I, figured you, I figured I'd drag you in here. Paul and I are yeah. having... Discussion about people who died last year and uh, the impact. Another of one of your upbeat subjects. This is kind of upbeat. It's We're kind hail, of it's hail and farewell. Oh, okay, thank you for reading. Yeah. 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 That sounds better, Paul. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you need a show? So, Paul, I was going to ask you something. And now, as far as I was looking at the list, so Jeff Beck, how, how do you sum up his legacy? Because a lot of people aren't familiar with him. No, well, it's incredible uh, because he was basically a session guy along with Jimmy Page. Uh, they followed up Clapton in the Yardbirds in mm. Britain. Uh, and Clapton left because the Yardbirds were getting too poppy, and then uh, you know Beck filled in. And what Beck did was he immediately started bringing in incredible experimental sounds and extensive use of feedback. Uh, happenings 10 years time ago is one to check out for that. Uh, and, and But he left, too, uh, because I think they were all blues purists. And so he left to do the Jeff Beck group, which, you know, started to employ Rod Stewart when the faces broke down. Mm -hmm. And they had a couple of great albums. So he was doing blues music uh, as the Jeff Beck group for a while. But then in 1975, he just totally pivoted to the early jazz rock fusion. And was you know one of the first rock guitarists. I mean, you could make an, uh, an argument that John McLaughlin had done it at the same time too. But um, he put out this album, Blow by Blow, in 1975. Great album. That you know sounded just something fresh, it's like another planet. But it really merged together a lot of uh, funk, rock, yeah. and jazz. And uh, from that point on, he had I think 16 Grammy nominations, all for work he did you know, uh, in that era. And and that's what he was pretty much known for. But then he would come out and, like, do an incredible version of uh, Day in the Life yeah. by the Beatles or uh, what else he did. Uh, well, he did a great Somewhere Over the well, Rainbow. He's just such yeah. a beautiful player. Well, he was a musician's musician. Yeah. He, was a, he was a guitarist guitarist. Right. And uh, he, you could truly say that he followed his muse. He didn't give a rat's ass about, about fame and fortune. He's obvious he didn't or else he would have gone... You know, mainstream rock or whatever. And he didn't do it? No, he didn't do it. Uh, he had his own success. He was able to draw his own crowds and had tons of respect from yeah, other guitarists. For sure. I was wondering, too, what you think, Paul. You know, reviewing that list, I see a, quite a few people that just unrealized potential, like the voice of Sinead O'Connor and how her politics kind of got in her way. She really never developed to her full potential were there others that were like that, that well i think the only thing that didn't develop was just mass audience um because the records and th this was an artist who when she passed away you know i knew some of her music but i d did a deep dive to do a program on her and that's when i you know throughout her career every album 
There's incredible vocal work on it and just a great choice of songs, too. And the songs themselves, not so politically oriented, actually. But, you know, you've got to study up a little bit and have a little bit of compassion for her because she apparently had a terrible upbringing, probably a lot of abuse in her family. She said it was a terrible upbringing and also her connection with the Catholic Church. She just she called the Catholic Church out before anybody else was about clergy abuse. And from that point on, a lot of people turned their back on her kind of cruelly. Uh, but also from the beginning, when she put out her first records, people sensed that she could have been a pop star, a la you know Britney Spears years later, mm-hmm. and they wanted to dollar up, and they told yeah. her to go you know right. uh, put on these clothes, do this makeup. She went home, shaved her head, and said, "Screw it, I'm Fantastic. not going to do that." I love that. So yeah, so that limited her. But you know, I think if you listen to the music, I don't think you're going to say you know that she didn't reach her artistic potential. But no, she didn't read her, her her commercial potential in part because she just she held her ground. Well, you know, I, I, one might say when she tore the picture of the Pope up at, on SNL that that was probably not well. And not three, good for two her or career. three weeks later, she yeah. was at that same Bob yeah. Dylan concert that I mentioned earlier, yeah. and she was supposed to sing uh, this great song "I Believe in You." Uh, and they were booing her as soon as she came out on on, on the stage, and she broke down. And Chris Christopherson gave her a hug, and then she started, you know, singing, uh, screeching a Bob Marley tune that was off script. And you know, it was just hard. It's yeah. just a hard thing. So I appreciate, you know, I, I did a show on her. If you go to PRX. Sinead O'Connor, you can uh, yep. find that and listen to an hour's worth of her music and judge for yourself. I loved her vocals that she did with the Chieftains. Yeah, she did a great she album with She did some with great them. stuff with yeah, them. Yeah, she, right. she, she was from that culture. Yeah. All right, we're never going to get to all this. So <laughs> Paul Engel's in here with us talking about the people that died last year in the music biz. Uh, we got traffic coming up. we are gonna got to go through the list, man. All right, we'll do it. All right, uh, Carlisle, 96.3 News Radio, KQB Oldham. Traffic right now, uh, things still moving slow westbound on Paseo. Those slowdowns start right around 2nd Street. They're going to last until Coors. Also still got those slowdowns on I-25 southbound, Osuna to uh, Comanche. Watch out for that. I-40 continues to move up to speed in both directions, dealing with just a little bit of congestion right now. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. If you sacrifice your dream for the sake of satisfying someone else, that can often lead to ongoing resentment, which then poisons a relationship subtly, slowly, but it does. And if he doesn't want to let you down, then your dreams matter. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Uh, southbound on Coors at Montano. I'm Michael Carlisle with KKOB Traffic every 10 minutes on the 7s. Hi, I'm attorney Noe Vias. At Glasheen, Vias, and Enderman Injury Lawyers, we are here to fight for you. If you have been injured or lost a loved one in a major accident, you want experienced injury attorneys on your side. We have over 30 years of experience handling personal injury cases. Visit us today at gbilaw.com. This report brought to you by Glasheen, Vias, and Enderman Injury Lawyers. If you see an accident, call the Traffic Tracker hotline at 767-9167. Brought to you by American Home Furniture and Mattress. Make yourself at home, shop in-store or online at AmericanHome.com. Now here's your KOAT Action 7 News forecast brought to you by New Mexico Gas Company's Energy Efficiency Program. Mostly cloudy skies across the Albuquerque metro for tonight with temperatures dropping down below freezing. 24 degrees is what we are forecasting. Saturday will be a cold day with mostly sunny skies and breezy 
at times. High temperature right near 39 degrees. Santa Fe tonight, there will be the chance for some scattered snow showers with high temperatures right near 30 degrees. I'm Andres Valle with your KOET 7 Weather Update. At 441, we're holding steady at uh, 40 degrees in Albuquerque. It's 35 in Santa Fe. To Taos, this is 96.3 News Radio, KKOB. All right, again, we got Paul Ingalls in here with us, uh, radio podcaster, documentary filmmaker. Uh, where, can, where, where can people find you? Uh, PaulIngles.com, P-A-U-L-I-N-G-L-E-S.com. There are links to all the latest uh, doc, uh, radio specials and also links to films there. Yeah, we've, um, <laughs> we always, like I said, we always do this. I mean, we we got to run down this list. Yeah, I don't want anybody to think yeah. we're overlooking somebody completely. So. David Crosby had a big impact on me. Uh, you know, when I when I heard he died, it freaked me out. It actually did. So. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, it's it's hard to describe why you and I would really be drawn so much to that at the time in 1969 when Crosby came out of the Birds and Stills came out of Buffalo Springfield. Nash came out of the Hollies. And uh, they took this uh, two-part harmony, expanded it to the three-part harmonies, the two-part harmony of the Everly Brothers yeah. or Lennon and McCartney, and did three parts that sounded so angelic. And it was just sort of kismet that the three of them, because, you know, Stills had this kind of rough uh, vocal, and uh, Nash had the high vocal that nobody can match. Yeah. And Crosby just held it all together in the middle. Well, he was so melodic yes. with, with his singing. Yeah. You know, his... And, and so passionate and kind of a pain in the ass to his friends, right. uh, as it turned out, uh, not without cause. And, of course, he went to the depths with his drug, guns, yeah. law enforcement, alcohol problems. But he came back, and I have to hand it to him. I- I'll tell you this quick story. We went to see him open for Jason Isbell at Red Rocks. Mm-hmm. He did his set. It was all the classic tunes. I've seen other times where he was doing all new tunes from the last four albums that he did in the last five years of his life. He was just prolific then. But he did this great set and came out and did, uh, I think, Ohio, which he didn't write but also had a big part in right. at the end. And then as we were walking, anybody knows that been at Red Rocks, you know, you got to walk down from yeah. there all the way to the parking lot. Sure. So they stopped uh, us from walking because they were pulling uh, Crosby's bus out. And Crosby, uh, it takes, it pauses, and it's at night, so the floodlights are flashing through the other side of the bus. All I can see is his profile with frizzy white hair sitting yeah. all by himself in the bus. And it, it was emotional for me because it's like with all these, you know, 20,000 people screaming at him, and celebrating him at the end he's in the bus by himself and all by himself yeah you know kind of lonely just, right kind of lonely and yeah. knowing that he is staring his mortality in the face <sighs> and that this is probably and i bet it was the last big big crowd yeah. he ever played before how many years ago was it that was a uh, 2018 oh so it's really yeah. recent day yeah it was okay. his la- it was one of his last tours wow. yeah. but anyway yeah. so crosby great and uh, yeah. you know i was sorry to see him go All right. well, let's, again jimmy buffett jimmy buffett easy to listen to created a business empire we talked about him last time yeah. so uh, you know god bless him and he made a lot of people happy there's no getting yeah. around well, that was tina turner was she truly the queen of rock and roll well you know i think she is the queen of resilience and yeah. because of the fact that she wanted to rock and roll when they could have pigeonholed her into an R&B singer. You know, she wanted to do versions of Honky Tonk Woman and of Proud Mary. Yeah. And I think that crossover allowed her to make that claim. And, of course, she was Taylor Swift before there was Taylor oh. Swift. I mean, there was stadium crowds uh, well, and, and a yeah. tremendous legacy uh, and the personal legacy of her coming back at the age of 40 yeah. to do all that. Private Dancer was when she was 40-something. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, mid-80s, again, one of those people, mid-80s, couldn't get her... 
on the radio all the time. Also, the MTV uh, era, too. Right. But, so. you know, uh, the MTV era was also dominated by 20-somethings, but... You know, she was hot. Well, she was, she was good, so good to ways. look at. She was looked very good. The camera made her look very good. She was great. Yeah, indeed. Uh, all right, uh, take another break, and we're going to wrap. God, we're going to wrap it on the other side. We're trying to get through these. Speed read. Yeah, I know. All right, uh, Carlisle, 96.3 News Radio, KQB. Hold on. This report is brought to you by Ski Santa Fe. With a base elevation of 10,350 feet, Ski Santa Fe is the launching point for an experience you won't forget. With a variety of runs for everybody. Ski and ride the freshly groomed snow and enjoy live music every weekend. SkiSantaFe.com gets you lift tickets, lessons, and rentals. Plan your trip today. Well, traffic right now, things looking really good here in the metro, especially for Friday afternoon at this time. However, we do have a couple of slow spots. We'll start with uh, westbound on Paseo as you approach 2nd Street. You're going to see slowdowns. Those last until Coors. Also dealing with a little bit of congestion right now, southbound 825 between Osuna and Montgomery. That's very typical for this time of afternoon. And southbound on Coors as you approach Montano, traffic uh, moves a little slow there. I'm Michael Carlisle with KKOB Traffic every 10 minutes on the 7s. If you see an accident, call the Traffic Tracker hotline at 767-9167. Brought to you by American Home Furniture and Mattress, serving the community since 1936. World class, local style. Now here's your KOAT Action 7 News forecast, brought to you by New Mexico Gas Company's Energy Efficiency Program. Mostly cloudy skies across the Albuquerque metro for tonight, with temperatures dropping down below freezing. 24 degrees is what we are forecasting. Saturday will be a cold day with mostly sunny skies and breezy at times. High temperature right near 39 degrees. Santa Fe tonight, there will be the chance for some scattered snow showers with high temperatures right near 30 degrees. I'm Andres Valle with your KOT 7 Weather Update. At 450, it's 39 degrees in Albuquerque. It's 35 in Santa Fe at 96.3 News Radio KKOB. All right, we're back with Paul Ingalls uh, running through the uh, list of people we lost in 2023. Okay, uh, but we'll try try to get to as many as possible. I love Procol Harum. Love their sound. Whiter Shade of Pale was pro- the, the most unique, one of the most unique sounding songs that came out back then and still holds its water. Just totally iconic. That, that organ in the beginning, we're talking about yeah. Gary Brooker and Keith Reed. Uh, uh, Brooker in the band, the keyboardist and vocalist. Yeah. Keith Reed did so many. He also wrote a lot for uh, Robin Trower and Peter Frampton. Oh, wow. But he wrote all my favorite uh, Procol Harum songs, A Salty Dog, Conquistador, Love that stuff. Whiter Shade of Pale, both. And they died within about uh, eight months of each other. Yeah. Uh, who else? Gordon Lightfoot. Uh, A total legend in Canada. Yeah, like, like I said, I, he sounded like Canada feels. Mm, okay, <laughs> I'll buy that. You know? Yeah, and I like his, if you, if you really want to uh, get into his pure stuff, find something that he did like in 1966. There are discs out there. I think when by the time he became a pop star here, I think they overproduced his records mm-hmm. a little bit yeah. and cleaned them up a little bit. Great, yeah. great songs, though. There's so many that you'd recognize. Well, the first song, the first song I remember hearing on the radio was "If You Could Read My Mind." Yeah, I think I, I still to this day love that song. Try to find his early yeah. version of "Early Morning Rain." Oh, In okay. The early morning rain. Okay. Do, 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 do. Sure. Lost uh, Randy Meiser of the Eagles. That's kind of a sad story. Uh, you know, he came via Poco, which is another mm-hmm. overlooked band. Uh, so he was yep. in the first version of the Eagles on their first five albums. Take It to the Limit was his sort of showcase song, but he also sang 
certain kind of fool on Desperado. Love that song. And, and, and others. He was always the highest harmony, replaced by Timothy B. Schmidt. Mm-hmm. He kind of cracked up. It's just too much pressure on him by the time they got to uh, Life in the Fast Lane and stuff like that. So he left the band, you know, replaced uh, by Timothy B. Schmidt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he had troubles. His, his yeah. wife died in a, sh- you know, domestic shooting accident and... Uh, um, couldn't really. They, when the Eagles reformed, they didn't invite him back, yeah. and that was tough. That's too bad. I tell you what, I saw the Eagles in Denver this fall. Take it to the limit. Still a huge response. Everybody oh. loves that yeah, freaking they, song. They've got the sound down. We got to say something about Tony Bennett. I was I, just going to say that. Actually, he was number three on my list of the most impactful, really, though, because you know, uh, ninety-six years old. Yep. At the age of ninety-four, listen to that last album that he did with Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. He's killing those songs. Yeah. I did, he could sing all the way through. My dad loved him. I loved him. The MTV generation loved him uh, because uh, Tony's son decided to try to get him on MTV Unplugged, and it launched him in a, to a whole new level of appreciation for the world. Really. We, used to, we used to talk about the charisma with him. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's just people, you look at you love the guy. He was just a happy guy. He did yeah. have drug problems. He almost, just before that, he was just about, to, I think he tried to commit suicide a couple times, and so yeah. he really bounced back. It was not unlike... Uh, uh, Tina Turner a bit. Uh, no, no, another one, Harry Belafonte. Uh, we're talking singer, movie star, but above all, a political activist. Civil rights activist more than anything, probably yeah. in terms of the importance, because the songs don't necessarily hold up that well. They're no. fun, but uh, but he was an important entertainer. And at that time, to see him on TV, uh, you know, was important for America. Yeah, Lisa Marie Presley's death was a shocker at fifty four. Yeah, you know, it, it was some. Uh, it was some bounce back from some surgery that she'd had, yep. and mm-hmm. uh, I I didn't pay much attention to her music, but I went back to listen to it when I did my year end show. Her first couple of albums were kind of poppy, but the pop songs were solid. But then her last album, uh, produced by T Bone Burnett, yeah, called something in Grace or something. I can't, mm-hmm. I didn't write it down, but it is it's it's a real good listen. I still think T Bone Burnett should have produced Dolly Parton's. Rock's rock album. I think it would have been much better. Anything could have been. You know. <laughs> I, I haven't heard it, but I'm yeah. just saying that uh, you, you could have gone those directions. I, I would yeah. have. It would have been so cool if that so, would have happened. All right, finally, uh, I just talked about Tommy Smothers yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah t- well, Tommy dying, it, it's so important to, to note that the Smothers Brothers, when they were on the air in 66 and 67, 68, before they got booted off by CBS, they were doing uh, everything that was a precedent for SNL, for The Daily Show, uh, political comedy, but very sly and sort of uh, understated. And they had all the great rock acts on. Yeah. And and Tommy Smothers, although he played the dumb one of the two between him and Dickie, he was the, the one who was most committed to taking chances and uh, being an important social voice at that time. Exactly. We, uh, we lost Gary Rossington from Leonard Skinner, too. We're out of time, though. Right, we'll talk buddy. about him another day. Paul, great seeing you. Great. Always. Uh, enjoy the conversation. Where can somebody hear you? You, oh, uh, paulingles.com and uh, PRX. Put Paul Ingalls in there. You'll see all the uh, radio documentaries and special uh, features that I've done on a lot of these artists. Yeah, I did I did whole shows on seven of these people today, this year. So Fantastic. Yeah. All right, 96.3 News Radio, KKOB. Hold on. Hey, at 96.3 News Radio, KKOB. Yeah, I just had that conversation a couple hours ago. Very all, interesting. Off air, folks. You know. Absolutely. Yeah, talking radio biz off the air. So, <laughs> hey, I want to thank Paul for being in here, man. I man, I I dug that conversation. I had a great I had a great time talking to him about. We that could stuff. tell. Yeah, it's uh, good stuff. We have so much in common. All right, uh, coming up in a couple of minutes, we got uh, former city council president Pat Davis. Yeah, I brought beer, Pat. Don't worry.
<laughs> hey, Monday, uh, we're going to have uh, PNM in here, Ray Sandoval, to talk about the rate increase that they want, uh, what looks like they're not going to get. And also talk about the fact that the Avangrid deal went south. So now what? What happens now with uh, with uh, PNM? We'll find out about that. Also, we got Jeff Abadaka coming up on Monday as well. Uh, Congressman Gabe Vasquez on Tuesday, too. Uh, we'll be talking to him. All right. Friday. Probably noticed. For New Mexicans for over 100 years. This is KKOB AM and FM Albuquerque. You ready for the big show? The big show. This is the TJ Trout Show. I suppose I should do my part for political intercourse. You, Ruth Vader, believe it. On 96.3 News Radio, KKOB. Yeah. Yeah, we do have a few new intros. I like this one, though. Yeah, sure. I still got the one I hate. Which I told, one? I I, I, nah, it's, the lo- it's the long one. The I, one where he like, calls you a ham no, it's, it's, no, 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 I like that no, one. That, one <laughs> that, that, was, that, was, that was Christopher Walken, man. I love that one. No, it's the lady singing all bluesy and everything, and it goes on too long. I oh, I got like you. It. Oh. So, yeah, it doesn't matter. No, nobody cares. All right, hey. <laughs> hey, glad you're all with us. Thanks for listening. T.J. Trout here. we got Jeff St. Louis in for Trujillo. Carlisle over there, Gabe across the way, Pat Davis in here, uh, former city council president, now currently retired from politics. I, I think I'm trying to be just retired, but yeah. my mortgage has a better idea. All right. All right, look, I brought some beer. I heard. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh yeah, yeah. There you ah. go. I want to thank uh, Tom White from uh, Canteen. <laughs> when you house. when you said that you had some beer in there for him, I thought that you meant those old. I'm not even going to say those old Dos Equis that have been lang- languishing in there this, for like six this months. This is fresh beer. But that's that's beer. new stuff right there, you guys. I got a can for you. You, I told Carlisle, Carlisle and Gaba, both of all you guys, there's there's beer in the fridge if you want it. I do have to appreciate you do know how to take care of folks, on, especially on a Friday. Well, it's Friday. Yeah, I mean, come on, first. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a short week. Why not? It's Friday. So, Absolutely. Uh, okay, so uh, wh- wh- what, are you, what are you doing, man? Well, suddenly, you know, everybody <laughs> joked and said, "What are you going to do?" And suddenly, my my lunch calendar filled up. All those yeah. people that were like, yeah. "Hey, I gotta, I gotta see you now." Nobody seems to care anymore. Yeah, uh, well, well, I, I'm playing the newspaper game back in the the gossip rag yeah. uh, column, so <laughs> still got lots of that going on. So, uh, no, okay, how many of these weeklies do you own now? Uh, we're uh, actually uh, surprising news. Uh, on Monday, we're going to launch a brand new uh, paper here for the city of Albuquerque. Uh, it'll be uh, a new product that'll come out on Monday. Uh, watch your email and, and this uh, this radio station. But this will be number seven, and that's enough. Thank you. Well, if you add up all the all the people, you you got something going. You got like a like a monopoly on the monopoly going here. We man. got you, you know, but you, what you we got do, it going. Man. We put we put a lot of these small papers together yeah. and put some people back to work in the yeah. news business. That doesn't happen very often. Try to fight the good fight against fake news and, uh, and absolutely and, and next door and uh, see what we can do. But we've got uh, today we have seventeen people that are uh, employed across all those newspapers. That's uh, not a lot, but it's a whole lot uh, compared to the ones we didn't have before. So do you, do you have? Uh, uh, we were going to talk about this, yeah. but I guess we are. Uh, any of the old alibi people? Yeah, 
we're working for you. Yeah, when the alibi went under during pandemic, mm-hmm. um, the old staff uh, came and, and talked to me because I had started a, the nonprofit political report paper before that, and they were really interested. Um, it turns out we couldn't save the alibi, but we started the paper, and yeah. now we started with the old staff of, of the alibi, okay. and uh, they worked hard to make it work. Okay, so what you're what you're doing now, the new one, is this going to replace the paper? Be in addition to the pa- the because the the old one is the paper. It is the paper. The paper. That's the the alt weekly sort of yeah, the, yeah, yeah. you know that's arts culture cannabis all the cool stuff that happens underground in the city that you got to be a part of yeah uh, and we should put you on the cover here pretty soon before you know you're retiring hey I have an angst filled story man I I, sh- I should be the first story you open up definitely with. definitely. <laughs> The uh, this will so, be this is all about news. It's going to be yeah. all about covering city hall government, what works in the city of Albuquerque, what doesn't, and how do you get involved? And look, we're, we're being transparent that we need more news competition in Albuquerque. We need yes, uh, you we, do. Yes, there we do. used to be five people at the downtown Albuquerque Journal office covering all those government yeah. offices and keeping politicians accountable. And yeah. I've sat on the other side of that and sat in those rooms and yeah. nobody asked us the right questions and it does make a difference. And <laughs> right. so we're going to take a run at right. Well, I mean, I'll go back further than that. You know, you know, back in the day, you know, when the Tribune was still in business, you know, yeah. and you had two legitimate rags at the same time and, and putting out subtly different news. But that was what it was about. You yeah. had a morning paper and an afternoon yeah. paper. Right. They were both mm-hmm. competing for sources and stories, and we want to bring that competition back. So we'll talk about it on Monday a little more, but yeah. we're going to roll out a new afternoon paper for the city of Albuquerque, uh, hopefully complement some of the stuff the journal's doing really well and add some heft to the places that are have been left on the sidelines. Okay, let me ask you this, and then, then we'll move on to some of the other stuff. Uh, new afternoon paper, you just said that. Yes. Print? Uh, or, or, no, or online. This will start out as an online digital product. Okay. Uh, but it, every afternoon with a lot of bylines, you know, you and I both would know. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. We're excited. To... Dude, I still like holding on to a paper, though. Man, uh, man I, I, I still do. We still print 10,000 copies of the paper every week. I still get all, I still get my new, my, uh, my mailman gets mad because we have uh, five or six newspapers in my news, in my box every yeah. day from around New Mexico. Nice. Perfect. Well, congratulations. Good luck with that. It's going to be a cool project. Um, yeah. and, and Albuquerque deserves it. We've got to get folks to back, be more engaged. Um, and you and I were going to talk about this anyway, but somebody's got to show up at the city council meeting and yell at the city councilors what? to get their act together. Because, well, you know, I right. mean, the folks down there, well, okay. See now, see, I know he's no longer politicized. <laughs> well, no, you're politicized. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Davis unleashed. unleashed. <laughs> I liked you. All right, yeah, well, sure. All right, so um, got three new, three new city councilor. We do three so, brand new city councilors and uh, voters in District Four brought Councilor Brooke Passan back for her second term. Yeah. So uh, what do you what do you think? I'm having. Uh, by the way, I'm having. Uh, Nicole Rogers on yeah. Wednesday, and we're working to get Joaquin on. Nicole Rogers, one of my favorite humans, uh, the brand new city councilor for my old city council district, ah, in, in okay. c- District Six. Uh, fabulous. Yeah, we do have some brand new faces, which honestly, a lot of folks will say probably the city needs some new voices, yeah. some new new things. Um, but it's going to be a challenge because the two of those new folks are. Democratic, they're pretty progressive. Joaquin Baca, Nicole Rogers, the mm-hmm. Nob Hill in downtown. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Councilor Trudy Jones District, we have Dan Champagne, a former APD officer there. Um, and so when you kind of put the conservative and the, and, the Dem- and the progressive voices together, the conservatives have a majority now. Uh, they've got a five-vote majority if Councilor Sanchez sticks with the Republicans, uh, as he often does on controversial things. Which basically means it's the mayor versus the conservative block of the city council, and and that may not bode well for getting a lot done next well, year. Well, I was going to ask you, that's, that's my follow-up question, how hard of a time will the mayor have, do you think, uh, actually uh, 
moving forward with some of his, not even just his pet products, but just business. I think there's two ways to look at it. If the mayor jumps into this new year with a spirit of collaboration, if it's, hey, we've got a lot of money, which we do. Hey, we all agree we've got to work on housing and public safety, and APD is doing better than they were. They're making more arrests. That's Mm -hmm. positive in the right places. Mm -hmm. If we can agree on that and the mayor can lean in to capitalize on that uh, and not feed into the divisiveness that some folks at the city council and the community want to bring, the mayor could be a leader, and it could help him down the road if he really wants to get reelected. I honestly have to tell you, though, I'm not confident that a lot's going to get done. If you look at what happened in the last six months at the city, we've had mayor's veto after mayor's veto of council initiatives and vice versa, and the council overriding mayor's vetoes. It's back and forth about repealing everything from free fares and plastic bags and all those things, and we haven't seen a lot of progress on housing or policing. Yeah, so what do you you think of the free fares? I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm proud of that. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. we, it took us about four years to do that. Councilor Lanson yeah. and I and Councilor Pena started that. Uh, Councilor Feeblecorn and Benton were really helpful. Um, but what it's meant is that, in particular, what we heard from students in the International District and the West Side is that now they can have job opportunities outside of their neighborhoods. And some yeah. of those neighborhoods don't have a lot of those. Yeah. It means that they can get to special school programs they couldn't access before. Yeah. Um, it's having a difference. And, oh, by the way, the this public, before we say it and before we hear it, the uh, transit department's own studies say that there's fewer crimes on the buses now than there were before we started it, uh, but we've got to clean up the bus stops. Yeah, that's, yeah okay. Oh, yeah, but well, that makes sense. Right. We're ever going to get rid of plastic bags? <laughs> well, we did get rid of plastic bags. I passed that bill, and yeah. the mayor signed it, and then uh, the city council changed and repealed it out from under us. So, uh, you know, if you want to get back to your paper bags, uh, you got to go talk to your city councilor. Yeah, well, it's just one of those pet pet peeves that I got uh, yeah. because I've seen I've seen the damage that they do. Uh, not necessarily. They do it here, but also on the coast, the coast, in the rivers and the waterways and everything. People don't understand that. A lot of people don't understand that. Yeah, and how far they go. I mean, yeah. our, our plastic, our trash, a lot of it yeah. ends up in El Paso and Phoenix and processing yeah. centers. It, it doesn't. It's not just an Albuquerque problem. Yeah, but. Yeah. All right, we got Pat Davis in here uh, talking about stuff now that he's no longer with uh, the city council. We'll, 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 we'll see. I don't I don't want you to drop any dirt on anybody, but, you know. Oh, we got we we gossip. I don't, well, we have you, gossip you, you, and beer. Let's yeah, see right, we got goes. the beer. I mean, we're a little freer to talk now, I guess. All right, uh, Carlisle, Traffic, 96.3 News Radio, KKB. Hold on. This report is sponsored by Tire Rack. Nearly 3,000 teen drivers die in car crashes each year. Tire Rack Street Survival is designed to save lives. The one-day, hands-on driving school gives teens experience in car control through exercises that include emergency braking and skid recovery. Find a class near you at TireRack.com slash survive. Well, traffic right now, you are going to see just a little bit of a slowdown westbound on I-40 between the interchange and Coors. Also, still dealing with uh, some congestion on Paseo headed west as you approach 2nd Street. That's going to last until Eagle Ranch and southbound on Coors at Montano. Traffic moving a little slow there. I'm Michael Carlisle with KKOB Traffic every 10 minutes on the 7s. If you see an accident, call the Traffic Tracker hotline at 767-9167. Brought to you by American Home Furniture and Mattress. Make yourself at home, shop in-store or online at AmericanHome.com. Now here's your KOAT Action 7 News forecast brought to you by New Mexico Gas Company's Energy Efficiency Programs. Mostly cloudy skies across the Albuquerque metro for tonight with temperatures dropping down below freezing. 24 degrees is what we are forecasting. Saturday will be a cold day with mostly sunny skies and breezy. 
breezy at times, high temperature right near 39 degrees. Santa Fe tonight, there will be the chance for some scattered snow showers with high temperatures right near 30 degrees. I'm Andres Valle with your KOT 7 Weather Update. At 519, it's 37 degrees in Albuquerque. It's 34 degrees in Santa Fe. 96.3 News Radio KKOB. Depend on it. Whoop. <laughs> we'll come back to that. Yeah, we can, right, exactly. <laughs> it's true. It is true. All right, uh, Pat Davis in here just talking about stuff, talking about life. So, uh, in the ivory tower that is KKOB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's wrong with the city? We're going to go both. <laughs> no, we're going to go both uh, positive and negative here. So yeah. first we're going to start negative because it's more salacious. Yeah. So what's wrong with the city, man? Look, I, I'll be honest with you. I, we have an amazing city. Lots of things we can talk yeah. about. There are lots of things that we can talk about that are really good compared to other places. Yeah, we'll get to but that. But <laughs> I, I have a real problem with the fact that, you know, says the city councilor who sat in the basement of City Hall in those meetings till midnight, there would be the same 20 or 30 people that show up at every meeting. Yeah. Like, we do have this, the, the, the political... Uh, tribalism that was it, that infected Congress for so long has yeah. come to us. Our local governments, people believe in next door and Facebook more than what they understand what really happens or what they hear from one of us, right? Like, for, for a politician or somebody else, and local news has a role in that. Uh, but if, if you, we don't have enough people showing up. People are say they're mad about homelessness, yeah. But they don't show up to the meeting about whether we zone a place for homeless encampments or whether the money that the feds gave us goes to an apartment complex for market rate people or to a new uh, homeless shelter. Right. And so you're five years later and we didn't do anything about it because yeah. nobody told us to. All right. Is there is this partially the fault of city council? Yeah, I, I, says the guy who's been in the room, and I, we should take responsibility for it. one. Of, yeah. We have not held, we have not put, the city council has an equal piece of the government, and oftentimes you'll hear us say that we didn't do a good enough job uh, holding the administration accountable or pushing our own narrative or uh, bills. Right. But obviously, I'm just going in another direction with this. I said that, that that's all well and good what you just said, but um, People don't want to leave their place. I mean, and the only no. people that leave their place are, are the people that are like, you know, their hair's on fire. I yeah. mean, literally over an issue. Is the, is there a better way for for city council to get uh, participation other than showing up? Yeah, but showing up is the end goal, yeah, right? Sure. At the end of the day, this matters and where the decision gets made. If you're not in the room, it gets decided without you. Yeah. But it means that, yeah, our city councilors, some of them do a better job than others. I used to do more than I did when I left. Um, do better town halls, like going to neighborhood association meetings. Yeah. You do that. I mean, you know, as a city councilor, I had 22 neighborhood associations. If they all met once a month, that's every night of my month that yeah. I'm at a meeting somewhere. You can't do it all. But you got to hold your own town halls. Councilor People Corner yeah. does this really well. Spend time in the community, make an appointment for people yeah. to come see you and talk about it and get right. them organized. We have to stop letting other people create the narrative about what's wrong in Albuquerque. And public officials have an yeah. obligation not just to go to the meeting, yeah. but to create a meeting that solves that where the people are. I mean, can somebody send you like a like a like a uh, I'm not call it a FaceTime or whatever, yeah. but, but like record something, a video, and send it to you. Yeah. Say, okay, I, I keep it to one minute. This is this is this is my problem. Do something. It totally and they do that all the time. They send us text messages. They yeah. send us video. Oh, hey, and send us a, a text or a picture of the my alley is trashed. Look at the camp yeah. in my neighborhood. What do we do about it? 
my one of my favorite things that we get to do as a city councilor that we never talk about in the news, right? Yeah. There are families that we go and visit with or get somebody to go clean up that problem. Yeah. Um, we get a spe- the right person from APD to go visit because their brother, their son, their cousin is having a mental health crisis and we don't have anybody yeah. else. The city councilors and public officials do that every day that nobody knows because those are one-on-one problems that you're really working with, folks. We do those really well. Yeah. But there's 560,000 people in the city right. and we can't do everybody. Right. But, we, but, but you're saying you do – look at or listen to these things that come in we did more than we used to um you know our staff gets uh, my staff at one point was getting more than 100 phone calls and emails a day um, doing their best just as a city council staff for one city council district um but we do we i read them all we see them all i think almost every council reads the messages even if they don't get replied to what's the top three uh right now it's housing and crime uh housing and crime crime, there's no number three um it's wow no kidding yeah it's even the folks who wanted us to be, I'm worried about our city. Yeah. Because we understand that homelessness has a, a poverty and addiction and mental health issues, but people's patience with coming up with solutions from that perspective, the community safety perspective yeah. um, that we have, we employed, their people's patience with that is waning, and they are more interested now in APD uh, just arresting our way out of that being in their neighborhood than actually getting into the hard problem of solving it. Right. Um, we had a moment where we could have changed that. Albuquerque led the world and the nation in how we address the non-police police response with the community safety department, um, but it's struggling at the moment yeah. to keep up, um, and we're in danger of losing that progress. They just did a story about that on T. I I forget which TV station just did a story about uh, that. that Several. Yeah. Um, yeah. And... Uh... It, it, was, it was in a very positive light. It is. And, and look, it, it, let's not say this is a Tim Keller project or anybody else. Remember, R.J. Berry had the vans where we picked up the six or eight people a week, and we they worked in our parks, and it was a United Way van. You could call 311 or 711 or whatever and get some help for those folks. That was a project that started there. The Keller administration expanded it to provide more services to folks. Albuquerque's been really good at, at looking at those things yeah. for a long time, um, but we're we're really close to losing that momentum yeah. because people's that, patience is done. Yeah. Okay. We got Pat Davis in here. Uh, News and traffic, 96.3 News Radio, KKOB. Hold on. Play Store. All right. We're back. Did that go on the air? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that was Again, that's the second time. Twice. It was close. Quite. Twice. You no, know, I want to say, I just yeah. want to acknowledge yeah. that. All the times you've had me on in the last couple of few years as I was a city councilor, not once did I make you hit the little red button. The dump button. The dump button. No. Not once. And I was owed at least one. I was promised I could do it at least once. And so I have to catch up at some point. Okay. Well, you want to swear, go ahead. I'll hit the button. It doesn't work unless I can surprise you. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm pretty quick at the draw over here. All right. No, you know who's bad at that? I think I told you. Abadaka. Oh, I know. Abadaka comes in here and just swears. Yeah. You know, so it's well, they like, gave him his own show last week. I was like, "Oh I my know. God, how's that going to go?" Come on, stop, man! Just stop though. swearing. Yeah, but anyway, all right. good to see you, Pat Davis. Glad you're in here. So, um, well, okay, all right. The other side of the coin. So, how, how long have you been in? How long have you been doing this now? I did eight years in the city. All right, what what, what what makes what makes you proud? I mean, this, oh, you, because you you've been in there a long time, eight years. You've gotten stuff done. And what are some of the what's some of the stuff you got done that you say, oh, that, that was really cool. I got that done. Here's, I, I had a chance to talk to some folks at the Albuquerque Journal about this, and I, I I really think this is true. Like this is the best job in the city. I I got to punch way above my weight as a former cop and a you know pro, organizer and all those kind of things that I had done in politics. 
I got to sit down with Netflix to negotiate a billion dollar uh, movie deal that is now employing 3,000 people at Mesa del Sol. Oh. Then we did it again for Maxion Solar in the last few months, right before I was yep. out of office. Long term, what are the things that are going to make a difference when I was there? Um, it's the stuff nobody paid attention to. It's the working with Martin Heinrich and uh, and the mayor and the governor on the things like uh, the spaceport, uh, the space tech stuff that's happening right yep. at the airport. Uh, Universal Hydrogen is going to be a big deal for us, film and all those. Those jobs, that's our next future. The South Campus TID, hey, we're getting the uh, in and out Burger, you're welcome, right in our district. <laughs> that's we, right. We pushed that through last year, me and Ike Benton. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think those kind of things. But what I'm really proud about is – of all the times I get to go around the country and see other cities, Albuquerque is a minority majority city, and we've got all these different histories and clashes of culture here. Yeah, I know it sucks and it's hard to get this done, but man, we're doing it better than a lot of places, and we do kind of have that history of figuring this out. Yeah, that so, makes me feel optimistic about what's next. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm a cockeyed optimist, <laughs> but but what do you you talk about? You, you call it a clash of cultures. I think considering that. I think we get along fairly well. And we're making huge strides in the last, I'll say, 20 years in terms of recognizing sort of what happened to the Native communities that yeah. were taken over and then the colonial history and then the white folks that showed up and took away the lands and the resources from right. those folks and trying to rebuild whatever the next thing is. We're doing better, um, which means we have opportunity. But we've lost – I mean, we've, we've just got so much we have taken steps back on, and I point to things like – um, you know, when we look at all the environmental, we did a bunch of solar stuff. We did the plastic bag ban. We were leading on those things. The majority of people wanted it done. The majority of elected officials wanted it done. Um, and then we didn't implement it very well. And it opened the door for the city to go backwards and elect yeah. some. Folks. Well, I mean, some of the some of the stuff like that too. You're you're right. I think it, it's some of the stuff like that has not been communicated well. And and I think it's such a uh, we have lots of press conferences. Have you noticed? But but you, yeah, that's fine. But you know, sometimes I, I know. But it's sometimes it's the message, the way the yeah. message, because you because it's uh, something like, for instance, the plastic bag. I don't want to dwell on this the whole time, but uh, you know, it's it's a hot button issue with the anti woke group. Yep. You know, the, the oh look at the look at this. What what does this do? What 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 good will this do at all? You know, it's going to inconvenience us to go out and buy a canvas bag. Right. But and at the end, of, and then you hear all this mess. Like, well, it costs more to truck it from across the country here, so the gat you don't save all that. Look, but that's kind of the problem is we got into these fights about whose mess, who the messenger was, and not about the facts. That's the reason we want to start a new newspaper, and we're doing it with some folks that former elected officials on both sides of the aisle because yeah. we remember a time when at least we knew what the facts were, so we could have an honest disagreement about how to deal with them. Do we have the brain trust and the wherewithal? To solve some of our big problems. Yeah, and here's what I'll tell you I know, and I give him credit. Um, when uh, Roll Torres was our district attorney before the AG's yeah, office, yeah. remember he showed up and he had those press conferences with the big boxes of old case files and paper and yeah, was yeah. like, I can't figure out what's going on. We have the brain power. He went to Sandia and all the, the data nerds out there came over to the DA's office on Saturdays for a couple of months and built a whole system to digitize everything. Yeah. And we started catching bad guys on social media because that's where we knew how to connect them all. We do know how to do this, but somebody's yeah. got to take a leadership role. Yeah. And we've got to stop bouncing from one thing to the other and actually get serious. If you want to build 5,000 housing units, you got to have a plan. you got to hold some people accountable. And not everybody's not going to not everybody's going to make it to the end of that without getting fired. Yeah, what do you think of the Los Ranchos uh, debacle going on out there? What is he doing? <laughs> How now the mayor is suing himself, but not real? I don't know. I'm lost. That's I mean, it's really he's, weird he's now the way the, the way the politics and the legalese is right now because because he, 
What's his name? Uh, um, Joe Craig. Yeah, yeah. Joe Craig was, I mean, obviously big on the, you know, this, the, you know, the fourth yeah. and Osuna thing. And there's a couple other things going on out there. And now, now he's got to recuse himself. But he won on those issues. He did win on those issues, but you got to remember, like yeah. that was the process sucked. But we're here now. Yeah, and they, these people have a right to be here at this point. Like I, I'm not the lawyer, but no. it's just a mess, and it, it's what happens. Honestly, what happens when people get really passionate about one particular issue, yeah. but they don't ask how you're going to do it. They they care that you get there. Yeah. But they don't actually ask you what happens when you do. Yeah, what's next out there? They're not going to rip. They're not going to rip forth no. and sort of down, are they? No. So although they, they threaten to, but I, yeah. you know I. No, you're not going to rip it down. So what do you do? Also, like it's it's just next door to the rest of Fourth Street, which is in the city of Albuquerque, which is auto parts stores and yeah. auto body places and the Walgreens and the whatever. It's not rural farmland. No. Um, but I understand their point is this is our our village and this is not what we wanted. But it goes back to what we said. You and I said this before. Yeah, the Joe Craig and the crew and whoever else was involved. There was a planning meet. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm a comedian. In my 20s, I wasn't, like, in a company. And I don't know, like, how marketing, sales. Yeah, you're a brand. You're a company. Yeah. and Like Jay-Z says, I'm a businessman. Yeah. Yeah. To that. Remind me not to quote any hip-hop lyrics again. That was just a big miss. When you first said it, I'm like, yeah, he's a businessman. Yeah, I nailed it at the end. I pulled it together. It just took me a minute. The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen about the city's 10-year plan. Right, right, right. three people showed up. Yeah. So pay attention to your city council. Otherwise, you're going to have to start a whole new group just to undo it all. That's that's right. All right. Hey, Joe, if you're listening, by the way, I would love to have you on again. I know we had John before. I'd like to have you on as mayor. So uh, if you're if you're hearing this or somebody who knows Joe, uh, have him uh, email me, tj.trotnewsradiokkob.com. Love to have you on the air. All right, Pat Davis in here with us. Uh, we got traffic, 96.3 News Radio, KKOB. Hold up. And traffic. 96.3 News Radio KKOB. Depend on it. <laughs> Sometimes it works. A little passive aggressive so, Friday afternoon. It works. Yeah. yeah, great. Fantastic. I'm very happy about it. <laughs> uh, nobody knows <laughs> what the you, hell we're, nobody knows what we're talking about, but uh, thank you, Ray. Appreciate it. All right. Pat Davison here. Good, it's good to see you, man. It's nice to see you. Yeah, yeah. You're a little, a little more uh, relaxed. I, you know what? You're the second person to tell me that today. <laughs> and I said, it's because about this time on Friday yeah. afternoons, all yeah. the city councilors are getting bombarded with the the last-minute bills from the mayor's office. Yeah. The, oh, my God, we forgot to check the facts on this. The math yeah. doesn't add up. Can you give us your, mm-hmm. this is the chaos time that makes yeah. the city work. And I'm so glad it's not me. Well, here, I'm, gonna, I'm happy toast to be here with right a beer. Yeah. Toast, toast you with a canteen of laid-back lager. Congrats on, congrats on that. All right. It's just like talk, uh, talk the big picture. All right. So uh, I know my feelings, but what, what what are your feelings about 2024? I mean, I you know I got to, I got this feeling in the pit of my stomach. Yeah. And I think it's either indigestion, something I ate, or, <laughs> or it's in this, kitchen, uh, in this kitchen in that fridge is totally possible. Oh, it could be, could be, <laughs> or, or it may be just a kind of a existential. Of sense of foreboding for this year. What what do what are you thinking about on 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 the big scale on the big picture? I thought this time last year we were going to get through this, and uh, you know, I, I joking off air. 
uh, my family and I were up in uh, in Taos for the New Year, and we were looking at some property in case we need to get out of the city. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not excited about what happens when the Supreme Court, which they've said today, now the Supreme Court's going to take up the Donald Trump case, uh, the Colorado main cases. Yeah. Um, I'm not excited about what happens on either side of that because nobody's going to get what they want out of it. People are going to see what they believe right. is going to happen there, and I don't know what that means. But what it has meant is you got Solomon Pena, the former Republican election denier in Albuquerque, shooting up candidates' houses in Albuquerque. You've right. got the Onate guy uh, going up to Española and shooting at people he believes in the name of the movement, right? Yeah. Uh, I just, I, I'm worried about where that comes from between here and the end of the year, because it's not going to get easier whether he's on the ballot, off the ballot, or as long as he's on right. uh, given a stage. Right. right. I talked to Kastenberg the other day. I mean, he said, look, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the main of the Colorado thing, uh, from the beginning, there's not a chance. I can't it see it. What's going to happen? It's not going to happen. So that, that that's kind of a moot point. But 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 then you you know the, the trial the trial is supposed to start the one which trial, one the, yeah six. yeah the, yeah Jack Smith's trial is supposed to start March fourth. Uh, I mean uh, Trump's doing everything he possibly can to delay it. Yeah. I don't I don't know uh, if, if judges are just going to keep denying everything that uh, that his lawyers are asking. I don't know. I asked Josh on the uh, yeah. b- 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 off the air just because you know we're friends we talk. And I said, okay, bottom line, you think the trial will start uh, when they say it will? And he says, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> and he's pretty and smart. And I go, that, was, that wasn't a whole bunch of confidence. But he said, well, there's a bunch of things that could happen. And well, there are. And as lawyers, and they always make up new things that R- can happen right. if you just in case, right? Sure. But, yeah, I, I don't think any of this ends well, and I think there's 900 ways for this to go wrong, and I don't no. see why that this goes well or right. And even if we get to November, have an election, and every, and we actually know what happened, which is what happened three years ago, yeah. it doesn't mean that people are going to believe it anymore. And that's it, not just there. That national has yeah. become down to here. You see city council candidates that denied that the yeah. election uh, here in the city of Albuquerque, candidate said, I don't believe it. It was rigged. Oh, for God's sake. I mean, everybody's taking yeah. this on now, and yeah. it's the basic foundations of our democracy, and it does matter. Well, my problem with the Department of Justice and the way this played out was was this. They waited too long. Yeah. They waited way too long because it gave the, the, the I'm going to call them the radical opposition, because I think that's what they are, time to spin this. And then it gave the general public time to, their their memory gets fuzzy. You know, now you and I know. I was saying, like I keep saying, I sat at my at my uh, dining room table with the, yeah. with the TV on on January sixth. I watched it. I know what I saw. I know what happened. And you've talked to people firsthand. Yeah, I, I was a former Capitol Police officer. We yeah. talked, I talked to some folks that I used to yeah. that I went to the academy with that were there. Um, it happened. It's real. Folks were injured. They were hurt. They were killed. Um, and people have admitted and gone to prison for decades by admitting that they were trying to do exactly that thing and were duped by the big lie and the movement and all that went with it. Um, but I think you're totally right. And this goes back to whose job it is to hold each other accountable and to be real about this. Yeah. There was about there were about remember about 12 hours where Republicans in Congress had the opportunity and Mitch McConnell and others had the opportunity standing on the front of the steps of the Congress to say, we're united. We're going to go back. We're going to certify this election where they were trying to decide what to do. Right. And we know now that in those moments, they just decided to ignore the problem one more time. Right. And they allowed it to happen. And it is that narrative. That wasn't the narrative on Fox News or MSNBC that night. No. That the narrative was, oh, my God, what just happened? This is the first time since the Civil War. Yeah. And by the next morning, the side 
conspiracy mess had become the fill in the gap because we moved on to the next news story. Right, and right. We didn't follow yep. that. And, and and now it's that was that was twenty twenty the beginning of twenty twenty one. We didn't diagnose the we, we diagnosed the patient, but we didn't start our yeah. treatment, and, and it became too. Yeah, and now it's twenty twenty four. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly, sure. All right, on that cheery note. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, wrapping up on the other side, we got uh, Pat Davis in here. Uh, 96.3 News Radio, KQB. Carlisle with traffic coming up. We can't fix D.C. We can't fix all those other places. We can't fix Albuquerque. So when are you going to announce your campaign for mayor in 2025? <sighs> you know, I'll tell you, if I, were, if I were 15 years younger, I would think about it. I, I actually would. But the thing is, if all these radio dudes that run for public office uh, suffer humiliating defeats. They, well, well Arnold, but Arnold Schwarzenegger became governor, <laughs> so you know it's all about the yeah. narrative, really. Yeah. You just gotta not have a give a. There's your button. Well, I, well, yeah. the thing is, I have. Str- Did you just? No, you didn't I didn't that. use it, but no, I, okay. I got close. Oh, sure. and you didn't hear me. No, I know. You know. <laughs> well, well, I mean, you and Jeff I. Jeff did. I saw the finger. I know. He he was ready to go. He was going like this in the air. Yeah, but anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that at another time. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing, not letting this go. Yeah. No, I think TJ no. 20, 25. Yeah, you never know. 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 Um, one one thing I'm, I'm going to say, and I'm going to end kind of a not, not negative note, but the one of the things that the, what worries me about we got to get together. We got to get together as as a people. Yeah. I mean, both sides we have to because we're being driven apart, and we're being driven apart so much by again, it's it's obvious by the media, uh, uh, the 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 fake media out there. And I'm not saying yeah. us. I'm saying the fake websites, all that stuff. I just read an article about. Uh, who interfered in the 22 election? Yeah. In the midterm election. They just did, did a big study on this. And it's, it's just the usual suspects. Russia, China, and Iran are the top three. They, they, there is concrete evidence that they put stuff in our social media, fake news stories that people are buying. Well, that scares me. It scares me too, but let's not. I, it scares me tremendously because they're getting. It's becoming effective, and it's, people are easily now. That's become normal. When you get on Facebook, you get on social media. There are channels and places where you can't tell the difference between. You used to could tell because it was spelled weird and spelled wrong, and it's not any difference anymore. Yeah. But let's not excuse the American government. Here comes my inner inner liberal. You know, <laughs> we spent a lot. We spent decades micromanaging Latin America, South America. Yeah. And look what we got for it. Right. We manipulated their elections. We got into that. It is never a good idea for us to mess with theirs or theirs to mess with us, and we are here for that reason. Right. And we could have a whole conversation about Israel and Gaza and everybody's yeah. role there and, and everybody picking sides. Yeah. It's a mess, and the world's not getting tighter. Well, yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree 100% with you right there. And and, you know, and, and the thing is, again, on, on, on a reconciliation note, I just want to say this. I mean, we're all, we're all fighting with each other. Oh, civil war, civil war. Stop talking about that. Just yeah. stop. Stop right now. Because if you look at it, if you want to be living in Iran right now, you want to be living somewhere in the Middle East right now, you want to be living in Ukraine right now, we here in the in, in the United States, we probably all agree on about 80 85% of everything. Yeah. We agree on a lot of stuff. I mean, yeah, it's the 15, 20% that we don't agree on, but let's work on that. Let's not, like, like kill each other over it. Yeah. It, well, and, and bring it back here, right? So, says the former city councilor in those long meetings, is that, you know, most of what our city councilors talk about, we all agree on. Well, there's 30, 40 pieces of legislation yeah. every Monday. We have a fight or argument or disagreement about three or four. Yeah. That says an awful lot about what we can be doing. So if you want to do something, find something. Get involved in something you do care about that you can yeah. agree with somebody on. And let's start something positive on where we can. Maybe the yeah. rest will follow. Yeah, we've, we've made it 240 years, some 240 years, and not fallen apart. 
Well, kind of came close in 1860. Real close. <laughs> came close in 1860. But we can't, We got this far. Why now? Well, let's not blow it now. I, from your Godspeed, uh, yeah. and I hope that finds the right folks. Right. But. Hey, good seeing you. You too, my hey, friend. Man. Happy 2024. Yeah, so same to you. Woo-hoo. All right. Next time uh, Pat, I bring the beer. Right. Pat, <laughs> yeah, please do. Pat Davis, 96.3 News Radio, KKB owner. Thanks, Joe. With your KOET, seven weather update. At 5.58, it's holding steady at 37 degrees in Albuquerque. It's 34. Three degrees in Santa Fe at 96.3 News Radio KKOB. All right. So, uh, what are you doing this weekend? Nothing. This is the first weekend in a long time we don't have anything to do, and I'm ready for it. Well, that's a good thing. Take yeah. down some Christmas decorations. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I am going to de Christmasize the Toronto Rosa. There, there you go, right yeah. there. Yeah, I think you don't leave it up till July. No, no, no. I won't do that. Hey, I want to thank uh, I want to thank Paul Davis for being in here. Pat Davis. I said Paul Davis. Yes, you did. What was I thinking about Paul? I don't know. Pat Davis. Oh, you know and what? Paul Ingalls. Hey, Paul Ingalls. That's why I was. That's why I did that. All right. And I want to thank Paul Ingalls. That was a great conversation with Paul Ingalls. Really, really, uh, really appreciated that too. Hey, uh, coming up on Monday, we have Ray Sandoval from PNM to talk about uh, the rate increases and the Avon Grid thing, all that. Also, we have uh, Jeff Abadaka. He'll be out on the five o'clock hour to talk, uh, as he always does, about the uh, politics of the day. All right, we got Strauss coming up next. This is 96.3 News Radio KQOB. Appreciate y'all listening this afternoon. See ya. Fighting for New Mexicans. For- Are you ready for hard hitting observations? She is the least credible person I may have ever seen on camera. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Guys, not everything is 40 chess. Why can't we just laugh? Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. We all know I'm the number one rapper in the world thanks to Facts by Tom McDonald. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen.